Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine yourself on an island starting your day drinking fresh coconut water or swimming under the warm waterfalls after a hike or even watching the pink sunset while you stretch into your final yoga pose. Join us for our retreat in Zanzibar this December or summer 2023 in St. Lucia. Find all our packages and plans at loboem.com. Use the code RELATABLE to enjoy 20% off. La Boheme Healthfulness Retreats will be the first week of your new life. The people in your business are your biggest assets and their expectations of you as an employer have changed. To have a successful business, you need to attract and retain the best talent who are fulfilled and productive. And to do this, you need an inclusive workplace culture where everyone feels respected, appreciated and comfortable and embedding inclusive workplace cultures, being their true self in the workplace. At See Inclusively, our mission is to make creating and embedding easier. Our purpose is to help progressive businesses get the best from their people and create meaningful customer experience through engaging authentic equity, diversity, and inclusion solutions. Let us help you maintain a thriving and inclusive workplace culture. Visit our website and book a discovery call www.communicateinclusively.com Welcome to the Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women. I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shaween, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. We're back. We're back for... The first time after the holiday break, 
We're really happy to be back. Well, I am very happy to be back. I shouldn't speak for Shireen and Fiona. I will not make assumptions as to whether they're happy, happy to eh? be back. <laughs> well, of course we're happy, man. Oh, I've missed you guys. I was missing y'all. I was. Yes, for sure. And I've missed the community as well. Truly, truly, truly. So how are you all doing? Fiona, how was your break? How was your break? How was my break? Very interesting. I'll try to be very brief, but okay. I spent my holidays in the countryside in Sweden. Oh, yes. In a country home on like the borders of this forest in a village called Amhult or a town called Amhult, which is like the home of Ikea. It has about like 9,000 people, but like you could drive through the city center in like 30 seconds. It's really small. And I stayed with the family because my partner's brother is married to a Swede and his parents, her parents live in the countryside. So they spoiled me. I went with a very open mind because I all I know is Caribbean Christmas. <laughs> I, I've done a couple of Christmases here, but, you know, it's not it's I, I know Christmas as hot and parang and black cake and milk punch, all of them things. So I just went with an open mind. And it was really beautiful. We went to cut down the Christmas tree ourselves and decorated it. And we had all the Swedish things and they spoiled me. And I know there's this meme passing around saying how Swedish people don't feed you. Like you, you <laughs> go by, like you go by their house. I have and, not seen that meme. Yeah, no, it's real talk. Some people say <laughs> Is how that true. They go, I haven't seen that. Yes, oh, how you if like friends have gone to their their Swedish friend house, like as right. like children, teenagers, and when they're eating, and then the what? friend will say, "I I coming back just now, right? Yeah. Wait here." And then like the friend taking like forty five minutes yes, seeing their friend, so they go and see what's going on. Like the family having big dinner, <laughs> right? But there's but there's some of the sweets are saying because they don't want to assume. That you you don't have food that you're going to to your house, right? You don't have food right, back home. Right. That's rubbish. Right. There. Or, <laughs> or they say they, they don't have enough food to, to spread, right? Whatever it okay. is, there was this thing saying Swedish people don't feed you. That what? is not true. Then people feed me. Eh, yo, feed me every. <laughs> would you like a bear? Would you like some whiskey? Would you like some prosecco? Would you like some bread? Would you like some this? Would you like some cake? Hey, then people spoil me rotten. I cried. Wow, oh, beautiful, yeah. Fiona. Because they were so kind, and, and I'll I'll be very Aww. quick, but I will share I'll share a moment. Is Ulf, who's the father, um, mm-hmm. and he's in his seventies and stuff, but it's a very active couple. And he made this thing where it's like, because they come from a very poor town, right? Almuto mm-hmm. was very poor before Ikea. Okay. And they had this dish where it's like this meat stew, but they would stew the meat in this water and seasons and stuff. And then, but they take the meat out because meat was a very rare thing to have because you couldn't afford it. It was only for special occasions. And so therefore what they would do, they'd go out to work and they dip the bread in the water Right. right. So it would taste like a, a little bit like meat. Right. And it saved like the actual meat stew for Christmas. Aww. And then he served us this dish. It's a very, I guess you could call it like a peasant's dish. Right. It's very modest. And when he put it on the table, so it was myself from St. Lucia, my partner, his brother, and another friend of theirs that came across from Ghana to surprise them. So it's us St. Mm. Lucia and Ghana people wow. sit down there in this country house in, in the middle of the bush in Sweden. And he got very emotional. He said, my mom would cry now if she saw this 
oh, of, no. of people from all over so the world eating, eating this dish. You know, it, they were just so kind and wonderful. So I had a really, really nice. But Fiona, that Happy sounds so magical that. to me. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. really was. It really, That's really good. was. It's very heartfelt. Yeah. Was it a snowy Christmas? Yeah, let's sprinkle us snow. I was vexed. Oh, like, I stay no. right there, you oh. know, like, give me the full whites, you know, like, like seriously. It, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little sprinkle. I vex. Was... No, I vex. No, I vex. And I will also say to Scandinavian houses are very warm and are much warmer than UK houses because they're warm. Yes, they I will I will I will say that. I will second that. They I was sweating warm. in my sleep. <laughs> I'm telling you, then people don't play. They like their warm coziness. As something is up with the UK, we just like misery. But then oh, people gosh. like it was just lovely. They know how to do cozy, man. They, yes, they, they do. They, yes, they are they the cozy do. people. Yes, they do. Oh, wonderful! I'm happy, Fiona, that you had yes. a good Christmas. Shawin, how has your break been? Well, I'm sorry, Fiona, but I had all the parang, all the black cake, all the cream punch, milk punch. <laughs> All the beach, all the tooth bag eye, everything. I had it all. Oh, so no. much so I overindulged and I had two hangovers. Bless you. As you should. Bless your soul. Yes. Listen, yes. I'll I'll be very honest. I'll be very honest. I miss my daughter. I miss Jade a lot. Okay. Um, so I think I overdid it with the alcohol because I was hurting and sad that mm. my child not here with me. Mm. So I used that as an excuse to just binge on alcohol and oh God, rum punch and peanut punch and, and mm-hmm. rum cake and everything. And just, yeah. But um, when I sobered up, I was back to feeling sad because she wasn't here with me. So somebody gave me a tip. Okay. And somebody said, next Christmas, Mm -hmm. as soon as you wake up, Shireen, if the kids are not with you, put on your WhatsApp group call, call everybody and just leave the phone there running. Ah, that's lovely. So you'll feel like everybody's here. So they wake up, they're doing their thing. You're all opening gifts. We've seen what's happening in each other's households. Right. And um, that makes it easier as to just a call. So I will take that on if my kids aren't with me next Christmas, if they're all over the world. But yeah, apart from that, Gasa, I enjoyed it. I loved it. But yeah, my heart wasn't probably 100% mm. in it because I was missing my daughter. But apart from that, it was beautiful. Beautiful. Went to visit family. You know, the normal, the normal mm. thing was on the beach Christmas Eve. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, Lord. So, yeah. Fiona, go That's on my, quiet. Me, I said, I, I let her have a time. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> It's all right. I'm okay. I'm entering 2023 with minimal hateration. Okay, I'm doing my best. <laughs> a little bit, but not full. Okay? okay, not full. Okay, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Chantal. I like the sound of that, Fee. Hey, <laughs> how about you? Well, you know, honestly, and keeping it real, my Christmas it was okay. It was okay. Mm. It didn't quite go as planned as my dad and I really wanted to have a very quiet Christmas. And that didn't happen for us. We had an unexpected visitor, last minute visitor. And then my grandfather wasn't too well over the season. So I spent a lot of time kind of running around, caring for him and yeah, catering to this last minute visitor, which Mm. we were like, oh, okay. Um, (laughs) 
Or you in the Caribbean? It's like, yes. it's people come to your house. <laughs> Let me just call you like two days before and say I'm coming for two weeks. You know? Oh, 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 yeah. Okay. Let me, uh, oh, oh, yeah. During the <laughs> yeah. season. Like, yeah, yeah, that's real. Yeah, yeah. That, that. All right. so that happened but then you know at the same time duality and so obviously I loved being home for Christmas I loved being in the sunshine I loved just having sorrel on tap fresh sorrel on tap I know how you guys feel about sorrel okay I don't really understand oh yeah sure when you don't like it either understand no i hate it my sister Thank you. Made, my sister yeah. made about three batches and every time she made it i would leave the house because she insisting she insisting her sorrel is the best but anyway mm. anyhow, anyhow. and we move okay because i can't even we need a whole episode to dissect this but we're gonna leave it just here I did enjoy my sorrel. I did enjoy the sunshine. It wasn't as restful as I would have liked, which is probably why I am now ill because I didn't get to rest, but it's all good. Giving thanks for life, giving thanks, giving thanks always and in all ways. Now, let me say something. This episode is really special, okay? Because we have some guests. We we don't just have one guest. We have, we have two, two big guests. Big this is a round table. Yo, we're doing a round table. I mean, it's going to be a little mad, but we hope out of the madness that you will get some expert advice on what we're going to discuss, that you will get some aha moments, resonance, laughter. I mean, all the things. So we're having this roundtable, Shereen. And would you care to tell our listeners what the topic of the roundtable is and who we have with us? Well, you see, that you, and this is why I love this show so much. When mm-hmm. we did the menopause episode, oh my goodness, people, the feedback was just so amazing. The feedback, everybody, people were messaging on insta i'm emailing and telling us thank you so much and this has happened and that has happened and if we have time maybe later on in the show might read out some snippets from some of the comments but we decided to do a round table bring some experts on board and um discuss it even further because we would apparently we're just touching up on the topic we've not even dive deep into menopause and perimenopause we didn't we were just we just touched on what it's doing to us however we decided to have a little bit of a roundtable invite some experts to share some knowledge with us some of our people were asking even even my partner was asking oh good ask them do women this do So I'm like, all right, okay. we, need, okay. we need some expert advice. Okay, so that's what we've done for you listeners. And we have on board today, Tum Tum Tum, Miss Karen Arthur. I will, I will let them introduce themselves, but we have Karen Arthur and Atlin Ford. Okay, so th- this is like amazing. I'm so happy to have you ladies on board and we will let you introduce yourselves. Before we start, I will go to Karen. Karen, you, if you want to introduce yourself, tell us who you are. Tell us all the wonderfulness and amazingness that you're up to and you're doing and you've been blessing the world with. 
Thank you. Thank you, darling. Hello, everyone. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting to be here. Where can I start? I want to start by saying I'm also not a fan of Sorrel, but I know that's going to cause <laughs> yes, a right. yes. argument. Yeah, so, love it even more, Karen. <laughs> thank you. So my name's Karen Arthur. I am, I, you know what? It's a hard question to answer, but let's just say I am a 60-year-old grandmother. I have two uh, grown daughters I speak a lot about uh, menopause and diversity amongst the menopause space. I host mm -hmm. a podcast called Menopause Whilst Black, which is now in its fourth season, which is committed to sharing the stories of black people who are experiencing menopause, who are primarily based in the UK. And I'm very proud of it. I didn't mean to become a podcast host, but here we are. What else? I'm a fashion creative. I was a teacher for almost three decades. I wish you were my teacher. Wow. Like, wow. <laughs> Imagine having Karen as your teacher. Every, every day. Every day, every day yes. is a, a, an experience. I was quite strict. Yeah, I can imagine that. I, yeah, I can I see it. Imagine that. <laughs> yes. Strict but fair, I think. I ended up being head of house in a boys' school. And you have to be strict with boys. And so, well, I, let's just say I had firm boundaries. And I enjoyed teaching. Teaching is a wonderful profession. Education system in England, not so much. Not so much, yeah. Yeah, I'm still a creative. What else? I have recently... I think my big news is that I have relocated from London um, to... Before oh, you get excited, to the seaside in England. <laughs> uh, I, was called, I was called by Can the seaside. I do it? <laughs> Stop it. But I am currently in Barbados. I am hosting. Yes. I am about to host the Joy Retreat Barbados, which is the first retreat specifically for black women in any stage of menopause. And we have our first retreat from the 1st to the 8th of May this year. So I'm here putting the final touches to it. And I'm very, very excited and scared and excited about hosting my people in my country. So yeah. Aww, wow. That's wonderful, Karen. That's May what I do. What, what are the dates for the retreat again? So the dates are May the 1st to the 8th, 2023. There are spaces mm. available. People can find me on Instagram at Menopause Whilst Black or the Karen Arthur, because of okay. course I've got two accounts because that's not in life isn't complicated enough. They can also email me, uh, the Karen Arthur at mail.com. I'm sure mm. you'll put all this stuff in. Yes, we will. In yes, the show will. notes. Um, but I, yeah, that's it. The show notes. I love when I first started my podcast, when I said that, I felt like, oh my God, I've arrived. I can say the show notes. official, the show notes. <laughs> right? I know. I love it. And I'm still a creative. I'm also doing something called the January Challenge, which is with 64 million artists, which is about bringing creativity I'm sorry. into daily life. With how many artists? So No, no, no. So the, the, the what's the word? The platform is called 64 million artists. And it, oh, the, the okay. premise is that everybody in Great Britain, we're all artists, basically. Mm. And it's about encouraging people to use creativity to increase their positive mental well-being and also to get us through January. So mm. I'm one of the one of the uh, people who has been working with the January challenge. And if you put the hashtag the January challenge into Instagram mm -hmm. or even put it into Google, you will find out much more about that. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> No. Oh. Because we can chat. 
<laughs> welcome, <laughs> darling. Welcome, and we're Thank so you. happy to have you on board. So, so happy to have you on board. And we're going to introduce our second guest, who is Miss Atlin Ford from Communicate Inclusively. Atlin, welcome. Hey, guys. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, I don't know if I can follow up on Karen, though. I think. Um, yes, you can, yeah. Atlin. Yes, don't even try it. Yes, you don't can. even. Don't even. I'm in awe of Karen. I mean, she's done some amazing things, but um, I think it was a nice segue because. I'm also very creative. I'm not an artist, but um, a marketeer. And that's my, my background. I've done marketing um, for many years. But more recently, I have launched a, a diversity and inclusion um, consultancy. So I'd been a marketing consultant for many years. Over the last, I think, two, just over two years, had done quite a lot of work with one of my clients on diversity and inclusion and actually became a chair of a DNI committee, um, became a chair of a global DNI committee. And um, found like a real passion of mine for helping businesses to create inclusive workplace cultures so that their people can feel comfortable and happy in the workplace. We spend so much time here, right? So right. I think it's really important to help businesses to be more inclusive and the impact that can have on their staffs and their colleagues' lives. So um, that's been my passion. And I thought, you know, this is something I love doing. I love um, having a positive impact. And mm -hmm. um, I'd love to do it, you know, go it alone and help other organizations. So, yeah, launched Communicate Inclusively um, last year and have been doing my own webinar and helping other businesses to create inclusive cultures. So it's the start of something amazing. And I'm really excited. And that's really bringing me joy at the moment, um, going with oh, something that I'm passionate that. about. Yeah. Oh, thank you, guys. Oh, Atlin, you're doing such important work. Absolutely. Thank you. Truly. It sounds like Truly. fulfillment. Yes. yes. Exactly. Something that's very fulfilling. It is. I feel like um, it's a way to touch many people um, by helping, you know, employers. Um, I just feel like, you know, as you get older, you start to see the world through different eyes. But I feel that work should be a place where you enjoy being it shouldn't be a case yeah. of oh my goodness it's monday morning i've got to go to work that dread right you know, you know they say that's the awful thing yeah yeah they say the dread starts to kick in around six o'clock on a sunday, on a sunday evening, evening. Yeah, yeah that's right that's right so how awful is that in terms of a life experience so if mm. you can help employers to create an environment where people actually want to be and to give managers the skills and tools they need to be able to be better people managers because quite often it can be your manager that's making your life a misery that's but maybe really they haven't been given the skills to be a good true, manager maybe they don't true. know how to communicate and to be flexible and to be empowering and all the other good things that we want to see um, in a manager so yeah I, I feel like it's something that I'm passionate about and it's great to see the results and um, people feeling like um, work is a great place to be so that's my kind of work hat I mean in my personal life I'm the mother of two children my eldest is 22 my youngest is 13 so wait hold up sorry atlin wheel and come again we were on video before we switched over to just purely audio and i saw you okay yeah i saw you atlin and you yes. just said that you have a 22 year old human being right? oh, so, i know so either if you, you see are atlin drinking up close <laughs> So maybe Listen, you are drinking from anyway. the same water that Angela Bassett is, because I, I, don't I don't know even about want to that. talk about that woman and how I just, I don't even, or 
you mm-hmm. had your 22 doing year old something good when you were two which is not possible so <laughs> i was of age most definitely was of age so it must be the water or um yeah well i don't know i do love the sun and i'm literally mm. counting down to like an join shireen in saint lucia in february oh, which i'm counting oh, down to that so that definitely so awesome. helps um with the right. skin um but right. i think i'm just blessed you know what actually something again that i've kind of embraced in my adulthood is that when i was younger i had really um, bad acne and um, i think it really impacted me quite a lot but i think in in now that i'm older i think the benefit of having quite oily moisturized skin is having a positive impact but obviously when I was younger it was a bit different so maybe that's to do with it I don't know but yeah mm-hmm. it's um, great being a mother of two my daughter's just started her career so it's great to watch her flourish and start with something that she's really passionate about and um, mm-hmm. yeah, my 13 year old is being a typical teenager and probably one of the one things that is bringing me a bit of stress everything else in life is good but managing that girl <laughs> that can be a challenge at times wow <laughs> Teenage them, no stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but what Atlin isn't saying is Atlin have quite a few really amazing side hustles. Yeah, amazing many. ones. <laughs> and 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 excuse me, she has Culture Club. I'm sure many Wait, of you yes. listeners yeah. know yeah. about Culture Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I didn't talk about the side hustles, but yeah, I, I like to wear many hats. I think it's a Sagittarius trait. Whereby uh-huh. we like to do multiple things at once. So um, yeah, <laughs> communicate inclusively is my new baby, which I'm really passionate about. But I've got other babies that are probably maybe not even babies anymore. Probably they're not babies so, yeah. anymore. <laughs> They've grown up. Yeah. So the <laughs> club shop was all about celebrating culture through lifestyle products. Mm-hmm. And um, that that toddler born out another another toddler, um, which is called My Flag Fashion, which is more of a B2B business. Oh, yeah. I've heard about this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Shireen's been really instrumental now with that and helping out a mm-hmm. lot. Um, but this is really about trying to work with shops around the world, boutique shops around the world, and getting them to sell a range of contemporary flag fashion. We all love to showcase our heritage and where we're from. And um, so we've got a great range of contemporary um, flag fashion products from mm. sliders to T-shirts to hats to bag, anything you can think about. But it's all about being kind of quite stylish and slick with the designs. Yeah. We don't do any of this kind of elaborate thing. Yeah. So we try to keep it slick. Um, but yeah, we've got quite a few um, different outlets in the UK and across the Caribbean who are interested. Mm. And um, yeah, we're looking to take on Europe this year and also South Africa. So yeah, we're taking on the world. Yeah. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. What? So we're saying she don't know how to follow up. Uh-huh. Yeah, and definitely. Right. We've got some new flags to work on. I want to get to South Africa for business. So I thought that was the best way. Introduce <laughs> the flag and let me get out there. Yeah, for sure. She Black is, women. Black women. Busy and Come looking on. good. Raising her two beautiful kids. Atlin and Mom. I don't care. I was good. I was about to speak patwa. That's how bad. I was about to <laughs> <laughs> When Shireen slips into that, you know she vexes, eh? Okay. <laughs> wow. So yes, yes, ladies. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know you could sense our excitement for having you here. What a topic. And like I said earlier, the feedback we got from everybody on menopause or perimenopause, it was just amazing. It was a lot. I even went down and I called my mom and I said to mommy, can we discuss you going through menopause even further? Mm. And she's like, wow, you really on it? I said, yes, I am because I'm I'm starting to look at myself as, mm-hmm. um, off of the back of the um, last episode. I'm starting to look at the changes that's happening with me, my emotions, how I'm snappy and, (laughs) oh, I'm very happy. And, and, hey, so much is going on. The sweats 
and everything. So I, I had a nice, deep conversation with my mom. And she said, Shawin, you know, the sad thing is when you don't have a supportive partner, when you don't wow. have a supportive partner, she said, all of these things going on with our bodies. And the sad thing is a lot of women do not have a supportive partner who do not, or do, partners who don't understand. Mm. Yeah. I think that's one of the things we, I really want to touch on mm. how it's affecting us, how it's affecting our partners as well. And um, yeah, so I'm really excited to hear what you ladies have to say about it. So I'm going to pass it on to Chantal and uh, <laughs> guide us nicely. I, I, I love how Sherwin just was like, I'm passing yeah. it on to you. I'm passing it on to you because you're the, lady, you're the one that, you know, you, you ask all the beautiful prompting questions. So let's go. You see how Sherwin, Sherwin is so slick with it, Karen. And I Alan. love you too. You know, she just she layers on the compliments. You know, she really strokes your ego. She's oh my and okay. then she left you right there. Wow, Sherwin. But you know, it's <laughs> just, just I love you guys. You know, really to just kind of reiterate what Sherwin said, you know, the feedback that we received on our first menopause session from our first menopause session was just indicative to us that we need to keep this conversation going. It's not like, you know, we talked about menopause and now we're moving on. You know, menopause is impacting on us as a group. We're at various stages of perimenopause. You know, none of us have actually hit menopause yet, but we really wanted to speak to you both about the different stages. So perhaps, you know, the first point for us would be, you know, you know, especially to you, Karen, you know, you have a whole platform mm -hmm. about menopause whilst black, because that within itself is a whole different niche because we experience things differently. We are treated differently by the medical community. And so the importance of you creating this space unapologetically for black women journeying mm -hmm. through menopause, like that is major. And so let's start the conversation going by even defining what menopause is and the, the various stages. You know, I went down the rabbit hole just in some pre-research for our first session. And I was like, oh my God, it's too much, it's too much, it's too much. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I think that's important. Yeah, I but it is I, a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. And I think that's the important thing for people listening to this to recognize is that um, this is a huge, huge topic. And whatever you hear today, is not the end of it because what is really important is that you go off and do your own research and you then take a breath because the fact of the matter is I mean you you described us you know Atlin and I as experts I slightly bristle at that because then I, okay. I expect that's fine no I, it happens all the time <laughs> um because I know I'm an expert in myself and I'm the I'm an, and what I urge is that for women and my I guess my remit is black women that I champion them. I want us to become an experts of ourselves. Um, mm. And that's why my, you know, one of the reasons that my podcast is called Menopause Whilst Black. I'm going to stop just to let you know that we've just, I'm in Barbados and we're having a massive downpour. So you're going <laughs> to probably hear the rain. It will stop in a few seconds, but um, I'm just letting you know. That's um, okay. Yeah, 
It's really important that we become experts of ourselves. My research through speaking to the you know, 36, 37, almost 40 people uh, who've come on my podcast and also people who've filled in surveys that I've run about our experience of menopause is that Black women experience menopause 8.5 months earlier than our white counterparts and up to two years earlier as well as experiencing symptoms such as hot flushes and other symptoms for longer. So when I first found that out, I was like, why isn't this common knowledge? Mm. Why, why, Why didn't somebody tell me this? And I think what happens is we sleepwalk into the menopausal period. Yes. Part of that is because of its link to youth, our society's obsession with youth. Mm-hmm. And so there's something around the whole, I don't want people to know I'm menopausal, so I'll deny it for as long as possible. And then it basically comes and bites you in the bum. So menopause is the period that marks you not being able to have kids anymore, you yeah. know? And it's when estrogen starts to leach out of your body at an alarming rate. <laughs> oh, my um, God. <laughs> and it's suddenly when we start to appreciate all the things like you know, smoother skin, skin that snaps back and things like that, because estrogen affects parts of our body from the, you know, the tips of our hair hair follicles right down to our toenails. And we don't notice it like many things until it's gone. And Mm -hmm. estrogen can start to leave our body around the average age is in, you know, mid forties, but it can be before that people assume that menopause starts you know, when you're 50, it doesn't. It perimenopause, that phase, which can be up to 10 years, by the way, guys. Great. Um, oh, wonderful. Yay. Oh, my God. Usually, usually, on average, we'll start around your 40s, around your, you know, early 40s. And then it will take you up to menopause. It's just one day. Menopause is the day that you have not had a period for one year. Yeah. Right. After that, you're postmenopausal. So I'm mm-hmm. 60. My periods, mm-hmm. I had my last period when I was 51. So a year later, 52 is when I had my one day of menopause. And now I'm postmenopausal. And I will say that I sit, I, I also experience symptoms. Notice I'm being very clear not to use the word suffer. Because mm-hmm. I do not want people to think that menopause is a suffering. I mm-hmm. am having the best time. But yes, one of you the are. reasons I'm having <laughs> the best time is because I know myself. I'm mm. very clear about, and it doesn't mean I'm an angel when it comes to eating or exercising or stuff like that. But I know my stuff, you know. And I know that if I don't go out for a walk and get daylight in my eyes, that my mental well-being is going to suffer. I, mm. you know, on a daily basis, I know that if I have a glass of wine, that the next day I'm going to feel a little bit groggy, and also mm. that it's probably going to bring on a hot flush. You know. Wait, 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 Karen, stop. Wait, hold up, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. I need to ask a question because you just said you you are post menopausal, right? I am post menopausal so wait and yet you're yeah, still yet. having hot flushes um, yeah yeah and uh, so, you know what i'm i'm stuttering because 
you got me on my topic and there's so much to say and oh I re- I really want your listeners not to come away from this okay. feeling upset or, <laughs> right, um, right 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 um, oh my god my life is gonna what? end what? I'm not I'm not I'm not I, I urge you I urge you to and this is not a plug but it's a fact listen to the podcast because forewarned is forearmed but yes. also there's a sense of community where you know I went through my menopause eight years ago it was awful Mm -hmm. in the sense that I ended up being diagnosed with anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. I ended up leaving my teaching career behind unexpectedly lots of awful things happened but I wouldn't have it any other way because it has enabled me to really look at my life I took myself into therapy Mm -hmm. I extended my yoga practice I learned to mindfully meditate I turned the gaze on myself for the first time we spend all our time especially black women I'm gonna say this say it giving to others giving to our partners giving to society black women are the the women who get up and do shit you know Mm -hmm. and anxiety and depression brought on by menopause at that time for me personally because we all have very very different experiences and what works for me may not work for the next person let's be very clear about that Mm -hmm. but doing that meant that I had no choice but to turn around and look at myself and go, you know what, what's not working? Let's see how I can fix this. And yes, it was a a slow journey, but my goodness, I wouldn't have it any other way. So I, I feel like if I had to give one piece of advice, it would be to get honest with yourself. Stop mm. lying. Stop lying to yourself. Absolutely. You know, we really, our bodies tell us what's right for us and what isn't so good and the body yeah. really does keep school yes it does okay. accept- Ka- karen yeah go on. quick question what is an example of lies that we tell ourselves because sometimes we don't know if we like okay that, that we're lying to ourselves i got plenty <laughs> mm-hmm. we continue doing jobs that we hate <laughs> because we are not aware of our own power And we are scared that we will never get a job again or never Mm. make a certain salary or Mm. never do certain things. We stay far too long in relationships that no longer serve us. And that Mm -hmm. not just that's not just intimate partner relationships. That will be relationships with friends that we've had from school who make us feel shit every time we speak to them. Mm. Yes. Sometimes family who don't understand us because we've evolved and we're not supposed to stay the same or friends who project their fears onto us so every time we want to do something that feels you know big and exciting and something we want to do we kind of step back and make ourselves small that's the kind of honesty as well as the physical you know the stuff around like I said the food we eat that we self-medicate all the time we eat far more than we really need to we drink often drink far more than we need to we shop we 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 are addicted to stuff and status when actually when we strip it back what do we need we need love right exactly we need shelter we need connection you know, you're talking about Atlin looking amazing, which she absolutely does. But mm-hmm. I will, I was also going to say her purpose shines through her face. Yes. She's doing the stuff she yes. loves. Yes. So yep. you can't help yep. but look good. And yes, that's also good genes. I get that, you know, and that, but, but I will, I will say that, and I feel the same way about 
my life in a sense that I'm not done yet. Menopause is not a death sentence. I've said this so many times. No, and so not. many people, remember how we all know people who haven't made it to our own ages, our individual mm. ages. So mm. I think that this time in your life is once you get the handle on what will work for you, whether you decide to choose hormone replacement therapy, whether you decide to somebody um, in one of the letters that you sent to me mentioned acupuncture, whether you decide to, I don't know, drink a certain tea, whatever works for you is your menopause care. And so yeah. it's imp- once yeah. you get a handle on that, listen, like that. there'll be yeah. no stopping you. There'll yes. be no stopping you. It's not about the way you look. It's not about, yes, your body's going to change. Of course, it's going to change. Our minds change too, you know, but does mm-hmm. it work? Can it get you from yep. A to B? Amen. You know, <laughs> and, that, and the, these are, my point is being honest about the things, your values, what is important to you and taking it from there. I love this. Thank you so much for yes. that, Karen. This is yes. like much, much needed information. And I will definitely carry on listening to your podcast because I've I've passed it on to my mom as well. And Good. I keep asking her, are you listening? Are you listening? Are you listening? She said, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm there. But hey. So amazing, so much information, so many gems there. Please, please listen to it. But Karen, you said something that resonated with me. You said that you quit your your 30, yeah, your 30 years. Yeah, yeah, at being a teacher. And I think that's a nice segue to bring in Atlin. Because yeah. Atlin, you speaking about, you were telling me about speaking to managers, about how they deal with people from different communities in the workplace. Mm-hmm. How do you bring up menopause? How do you bring up handling or managing ladies who are in their menopausal stage? How do you how do you bring that up as a topic? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a fantastic point. It's unfortunate that this day and age that menopause is still a taboo topic. Um, and the mm. awareness around it, um, you know, we're all learning great things from Karen, but for many people in society, um, menopause is not something that is spoken about. The awareness levels are still very low. Even yes. women who are approaching menopause, we still don't know enough about it because people, for some reason, find it taboo. We can talk about pregnancy. We can talk about periods even now. Mm. But for some reason, the menopause seems to be the last frontier that people seem to still be um, uncomfortable talking about. And um, it's great to hear about the podcast. It's great to have this Sorry, Karen's podcast. It's great to have this session. So the more that we talk about it, hopefully we are going to break down these barriers and make it easier to talk about because that's what needs to happen in the workplace as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, I mean, what Karen said, it's, it's to be honest with you, it's it's not overly surprising to me because the average age of menopause is 51, kind of similar to what Karen said. And that's mm-hmm. 81% of um, women in the workplace are around that age group. So there's a lot of women in the workplace that are going through menopause. But um, shockingly, 25% of women struggle in the workplace with menopause, and a further 10% leave the workplace because they find it hard to cope. So obviously, Karen was in that. I, mean, I don't know whether she left because of it, whether she found it difficult to cope, or whether her workplace made it difficult for her to be going through the menopause. So there's a number of different reasons why women will leave work, but there is 10% of women will leave as a result of menopause, will leave their jobs. And that 35% take time off through menopause and its symptoms. And that there are 40 million sick days every year in the UK due to the menopause. So, you know, it's a big thing. And and like Karen said, it, it doesn't just impact the women. 
it impacts everyone around us. So, you know, your partner, as Shireen kind of mentioned, your work colleagues, you know, your children. So in terms of the awareness, it's extremely important that we all are aware of it, not just the women who are approaching it, but everyone in society, because everyone in society must at some point interact with a woman who is going through menopause. So we need to get comfortable talking about it. But it doesn't just come naturally, um, Shireen. You know, the question was around how do managers get used to that? Well, they need to have training and employers need to um, be more open about having the discussions and um, mm. provide specific training around menopause, which is what I've done and introduced to the organisations that I'm working with. We get an expert in to talk about it. Once you do that, where we're going to have everyone, we're going to have a session on menopause. You know, anyone's invited to come. You know, it could be a webinar. But what you'll find as a result of that is that it kind of makes it okay then for individual colleagues to go back and talk to their manager about it. It's like, oh, you know, following on from that webinar we had, I've been meaning to tell you that, you know, I'm suffering from a bit of um, brain fog or, you know, I'm having hot flushes during the day. And it would be great if I could sit nearer to the to the AC. You know, there are so many things that employers can do very easily to make the lives of women having the menopause in the workplace so much better and easier. And women need to feel empowered to have those conversations. But obviously it's easier when you know your manager is going to be open to that. And I think that every employer should be striving to kind of help their managers to do all these conversations and also the women to feel empowered to be able to ask for what they need to help yes. make their lives easier as well. Yes. Atlin, question for you, because I love what you just said and, and it's down to the employer's to make their employees feel empowered to ask the questions and to have those conversations. What are some ways that you feel that that can happen? You know, how, how do they foster the type of environment where say, for instance, if I was employed by someone, I could honestly walk up to whoever is my line manager, whoever is my head of department if I wasn't the head of department, of course, you know, <laughs> and say, this is how I've been feeling. I'm having problems with my memory. I know it's down to my perimenopause. I'm worried that I'm going to make big mistakes, which will impact the rest of my team. I really need some support with this. How, how do you as an employer create that kind of environment? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And there are a number of ways. I think the first thing that I would always recommend is that there are opportunities to have these discussions. I mean, throughout my career, some employees have been great in terms of you have set one to ones in the diary, you're told to have one to ones, mm. either on a weekly, you know, biweekly or monthly basis. But some organisations don't have one to ones, which is shocking, because I think you sometimes need to have a space where you know you can broach the topic, right? If you haven't got a one-to-one, -one, that means you have to actually go to the manager and say, please, can we have a meeting? Which kind of sets the tone as, oh, what's this yeah. going to be about? But yeah. if you're regularly yeah. chatting, you know you've got a slot every Friday at two o'clock, whatever, to have a chat. You know, it could be about many different things you discuss, but it's a great opportunity, you know, um, to have a conversation about something like this or anything else. So that's the first thing I would always recommend to employers and to employees if they have, don't have them to ask if you can have a regular slot for a one-to-one. -one. I think it empowers you, both the manager and the um, colleague, to be able to have chance to talk about anything in terms of your career development, as well as kind of personal um, issues. I mean, secondary to that, I think also that there needs to be policies in place. And again, it's shocking to think yes. that many organisations do not have policies. So 
that it has anything to refer to. Now, the policy could just be a general kind of well-being policy. It could be family um, matters. There's many different policies you can have, and some organisations actually have too many. But, I mean, ultimately, you can actually have a menopause policy, and some organisations have that too. But I think wow. there should be, yeah, I mean, that's the way things are going now. And again, that's I would amazing, encourage... amazing, Atlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You sh- we should be working towards that. Now, for some, it can be a big ask when you haven't got a basic kind of, you know, health and safety policy, perhaps, to then go to have a menopause one. But mm. I really think that organisations should be striving to have some kind of structure um, that mm. people can refer to. So, again, that's the next thing um, that I would say that can make things better. Right. And then have a, a, a programme of training for your yeah. managers to help them. And one of them could be, you know, uh, managing difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. Quite often from the employer's perspective, those difficult conversations can be around performance. But within Mm -hmm. those sessions, I think it does give them the skills they need to be able to ask open questions, to provide space for people to speak and to listen. And I think that's a key thing that many, well, many of us don't have the Mm -hmm. best listening skills. And I think if people Mm -hmm. feel they are listened to, then I think it can make them feel better and more um, comfortable at speaking their truth in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And many of us don't. I mean, again, from the Mm -hmm. DNI perspective, it's all about being your authentic self in the workplace and so many of us mask who we really are in the workplace absolutely yep yeah when it comes to the menopause how can you mask the fact that you're sweating or how can you mask that you can't remember a word <laughs> can't remember jack shit yes exactly <laughs> exactly so atlin mm-hmm. what you mentioned a menopause policy mm-hmm. what what would that look like I mean, it can, can include many different things. Sorry, go ahead. Was someone else going to say something? No, I was just going to make a joke. Can you mm. imagine a big, massive boardroom? How many men, white men, black men, some women, and it's talking about the menopause policy? I would love to be a fly on that <laughs> wall to see their damn faces speaking about the menopause policy. Do you know what, Serene? It is surprising who you think is going to be an ally when it comes to these conversations because mm. when I've done the sessions, I have seen men who have been very front and centre taking part and leading the charge. And quite often it's because their wife or someone very close to them has gone ah. through it and they can relate to it. Their mother, someone. It's not normally, nice. a, I wouldn't say a single guy has got no one around them. It's normally men who have had a first hand of experience of it um, and can relate to it. That would be an ally um, in this space. Um, mm. But even if you haven't, it's not an excuse not to be understanding. And I think that's just something else. It's about really being a human being to have, have understanding yes. and to be sympathetic, no matter what the cause is. We're talking about menopause here, right? But there can be many instances where there's illness and other things happening in people's lives. And why could you not expect your employer to treat you as a human being and to have empathy mm. and understanding yeah. for your experience? But um, the policy would have things like leave and for appointments. Um, mm. It would have things about adjustments that people could make in the workplace. Um, it could have things around a medical assistance program. So yes. a lot of organisations will have you know, those phone lines that you can call. It may have things yes. around like their well-being champions that they could introduce. Mm. So yeah, all of these things, it could even have something around buddy system. Because again, one of the mm. things that, you know, we've spoken about in a, in a real life experience is around this kind of anxiety and things kind of coming left of field unexpected. And if you've got to deliver presentations, so the example oh. was a lady who was a salesperson, <laughs> she's going to be on the road mm. delivering presentations all day long. Mm-hmm. And she started to realise that she started to get a bit of anxiety around it because she you know, had an experience where she had a hot flush, was having to deliver a presentation. So she felt mm-hmm. like, my goodness, wow. it's going to be difficult for me to go and talk to an audience of people and I'm, you know, sweating and 
can't remember what I'm saying. So what she did is that I mean, she was able to talk, talk to her manager about it and they um, developed the buddy system. So when she was doing these presentations, quite often her colleagues were in the audience anyway, but she'd mm-hmm. have a colleague there with her. And if she was felt like she was unable to deliver part of it, she just said, oh, Paul, are you going to, um, you know, take over and do the second part? So she wouldn't have to stop doing the presentations. But she had someone in the business who was happy to, you know, be there. That if she needed them, they were able to take over the presentation. Mm. And so, That's a wonderful idea. Example, I love right? it. Yeah. And we Ooh. need to be open to that. Sometimes you can't always find the solution yourself. But I think, um, you know, if you have that open discussion and you have a manager that's willing to work with you, I think you are able to continue working, you know, and that we can find solutions so that those 10% of women don't have to leave their jobs, perhaps, or those 25% of women who are struggling, perhaps calling the assistant program, they may get some insights from that. Some companies Mm. that I've worked with even have private medical support, like a Bupa plan. Um, Mm. You have to pay a small contribution. But I think, you know, as you kind of get a bit older, you're probably more inclined to need medical support of some kind. Um, And we all know the NHS is on its knees, literally. So I would recommend that if your employer provides a a private medical support program that you join it and pay the small fee if they're contributing to it it's definitely worth it and you won't realize that until you actually need the support sometimes you can also kind of have um, support available through those medical support programs as well and that would also be within the policy but there are templates available and um, I can share some links that can go in the show notes as well yes um, that would be awesome thank you um, (laughs) yeah no worries yeah that would be awesome you know Atlin I love your perspective of this conversation because you know, the conversation surrounding women who are journeying through their menopause experience whilst holding down full-time jobs, often very demanding jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's important because for me on a personal level, you know, my perimenopause probably really kicked in when I was around 44 and then gradually, you know, the symptoms intensified. And just before I left the UK, last February, I, you know, I loved, you know, where, who I was working for. I was working for an amazing social enterprise, very much in my purpose, but started to get anxious because my memory was failing me. I was having Mm. these brain fog moments. And so I started to get really anxious about things, but I didn't connect it at the time to my perimenopause. It was only in retrospect and, you know, and I did work for a very heart led organization. Mm -hmm. So I know if I had had, you know, if I had realized and connected the dots and then had that conversation with my employers that I know that space would have been created for me, that Mm. adjustments would have been made. Mm. But I also recognize that not everyone has that, you know, not everyone has that safety and that confidence that, as you said, that they will be heard, that people are listening. And mm-hmm. so I guess for me, it's like, well, what happens if you're working for a company that just are like, whatever, menopause, you know, women, yep. yada, yada, policy, one more you want, you get annual leave already, just use your holiday, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. don't have that fundamental understanding of the impact of the loss of estrogen on mm-hmm. how we function. And uh, 
as well as not just physically, but emotionally and mentally, what do you do? What can you do? Yeah, mm. I mean, I think it's such a good point because, you know, you often focus on the organizations that are interested in this topic, but what about the hundreds and thousands of organizations that are not interested in mm. the DNI topic and theme and, and the impact that has um, on their colleagues? I do think that the workplace is a great place for education around menopause because you know, you may find that, you know, a middle-aged man may not, off his own accord, go and look <laughs> up menopause on the internet. I doubt he is going to, unless they said his wife or something. So I feel like in the workplace, it's a great place for education um, where people are more open to listening to topics that they wouldn't ordinarily research on their own. But the other good thing about this whole trend of diversity, equity and inclusion is that more and more organisations are realising that they are being left behind or that the new people that are, are coming for interviews, especially the kind of Gen Z, are asking questions. We've had yes. in our interviews, what is yeah. your, your DNI policy here? What is your well-being offering mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. Employees are expecting this. And so organizations that are not taking it seriously would not be getting the best talent because the best talent know that this is something that's going to be important to them. I think the other thing that's coming up actually, a lot of regulators are actually requiring that the organizations within the sectors are doing more mm. around DNI. So mm. the financial conduct authority which is for kind of financial service organisations, they have a requirement for diversity, equity, inclusion um, within all of its um, financial service organisations. And quite a lot of the professional associations, whether it be kind of the pilots association or all the unions and all these other trade bodies that organisations are part of, they also have a requirement um, and are offering support to organisations. So I think there is a swell now. And okay. I think many organisations that are not taking these things seriously will, are being left behind and will really become the outliers. But I also think that um, there is scope for colleagues internally to ask the question, what is our DNI policy in here? You know, ask the awkward question, why not? You know, why do we not have a DNI committee within our organization? You know, you also have the power to influence change within your organizations. And I would definitely champion anyone who has a company that isn't taking DNI seriously to ask those questions as well. Imagine yourself on an island, starting your day drinking fresh coconut water or swimming under the warm waterfalls after a hike, or even watching the pink sunset while you stretch into your final yoga pose. Join us for our retreat in Zanzibar this December or summer 2023 in St. Lucia. Find all our packages and plans at lobom.com. Use the code RELATABLE to enjoy 20% off. La Boheme Healthfulness Retreats will be the first week of your new life. The people in your business are your biggest assets and their expectations of you as an employer have changed. To have a successful business, you need to attract and retain the best talent who are fulfilled and productive. And to do this, you need an inclusive workplace culture where everyone feels respected, appreciated and comfortable and embedding inclusive workplace cultures, being their true self in the workplace. At See Inclusively, our mission is to make creating and embedding easier. Our purpose is to help progressive businesses get the best from their people and create meaningful customer experience through engaging authentic equity, diversity and inclusion solutions. Let us help you maintain a thriving and inclusive workplace culture. 
visit our website and book a discovery call www.communicateinclusively.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, that's really important. I wanted to say something about safety, if that's okay, particularly safety within the workplace, which is why your work is so important, Atlin. Two years ago, when I started my podcast, it was born out of tragedy. George Floyd was murdered mm. and, I, and I was angry and I needed something. I needed to do something with that anger. But also, um, I didn't realise that the podcast was needed. I didn't realise that this community, black women, needed to hear stories that were similar to their own so that they didn't feel so alone. But I will also say that in the workplace, there are lots of women, black women, mm-hmm. who won't necessarily feel safe to be their true authentic selves. And whilst, remember two years ago in the Black Square summer when, um, you know, all these organisations were talking about they were going to do this, they were going to do that, about Black Lives Mattering. And then menopause, and then it kind of died down. And then menopause kind of came to the fore. And there is workplaces have been much more eager to put money because that's what it boils down to and resources behind um, menopause policies but these menopause policies also need to be nuanced and they need to take into consideration the fact that there are different cultures that work within um, the workplace so that people feel more comfortable and safe Mm. not just within the workplace but because they will be more productive I mean I have my views on the fact that it's our ability to give to capitalism that um is you know maybe driving this but the other side to this is this is why we have to recognize that we have power and we can advocate for ourselves and we can put rest intentional rest first Mm -hmm. and it's incredibly important for us to be working and producing but also we need to make sure that we put ourselves first and that's mental well-being that's as I said intentional rest Mm -hmm. that's surrounding ourselves with people who nurture us that's not making you know making sure that your workplace feels as safe as anywhere else and so on and so forth so that's I'm I'm thinking that Atlin's work as DNI and also um, looking at menopause in the workplace is so important because that safety needs to be extended to everybody mm-hmm. because microaggressions are violence remember <laughs> yes they you are you know and not just the main demographic is what I'll say about mm-hmm. that 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. You know, Karen, you, you mentioned rest and intentional rest. Mm-hmm. And within our community, um, I, I'm going to knuckle it down to bring it down to black women, not just mm-hmm. the black community, but black women and yeah. intentional rest sound like such opposing spectrums because as a community, we are not readily intentional about our rest not and no we're not we're not and in fact for me I've been working on intentional rest maybe for the last five to six years mm. of my existence and it is a practice and even within that realm put structuring boundaries so that you are not reliant on other people approving your rest yeah but you are disciplined enough to understand the importance of resting and how it and will it's, impact. It's hard. I don't think we very, know very how to. It's it's like a skill. Atlin said, you know, she wasn't. You're obviously not sure about why I left, but yes, I had brain fog. I, yes, di- but I didn't link it to menopause because no one was link making those links. So I yeah. couldn't. I'd been doing my job for twenty eight years, and I was really bloody good at it. And then suddenly mm-hmm. I wasn't. I yes, wasn't. I couldn't remember Karen. I wouldn't turn up to meetings. I would forget to call parents. I was someone in charge of liaison liaison between the school and the parent. And Mm. I think back to the number of women I now realise who were my line managers, who were people who just disappeared. They went quietly. Or or we we kind of gossiped about them in the staff room because you could never find them. But they Mm. were crying. They were crying in the toilets. You know, mm. they were not able to cope. And because they didn't wow. feel safe in their work environment, they couldn't say anything. And I, I think that's that. the saddest thing. And that's why these conversations are so important, because women need to understand. And I'm going to say black women first, because that's the thing, you know, yeah. need to understand that it is our birthright to be easeful. Yep, We are allowed to not do shit Thank you. We are allowed yeah. to not feel guilty. You need to say that louder. No. Yeah. louder. We need to put have a placard of that somewhere, a you billboard know, of that. Mm-hmm. And and not beat ourselves up or let other people make us feel guilty because we decide that we don't want to do something. And I will also say, and then I'll shut up. That no, often, don't. Don't shut up. Often, <laughs> often we we are socialized women. Black women are mm-hmm. socialized to put other people first. And yes. we will do things out of tradition that actually mm-hmm. we resent doing. Yeah, and absolutely. that resent that resentment, that doesn't go anywhere. Where does that go? That sits in your bones. That mm-hmm. makes us ill. Racial mm-hmm. weathering is a thing. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. we are much more mindful of, do I really want to do this? Or am I doing this because I've always done it? But actually, it means I'm I'm not going to be able to, I don't know, sleep or do something for mm-hmm. myself. Then mm-hmm. it's you're allowed to say no. There's no, thank you. A friend of mine but... has written a book. It is about to come out called The Joy of Saying No. Ooh. Natalie Lou, pre-order it, get it. Honestly, I think it will change your lives. I've heard an excerpt of it and I have my copy. And I'm telling you, that is the way forward. It's about setting boundaries and putting ourselves first. Let, let me tell you something. My mom does not know how to rest. Mm. Like it's it has to come to a point where mm. she's so physically exhausted. Mm. She falls asleep on herself. Oh. Right. Or that her body is physically in pain and she has to sit down or lie down yeah. or whatever. 
So, mm. you know, it's hard because even if I bought her that book, she would not read it because she would not make mm. time for herself to read a mm. book. You but, know, you know, you know what? It's for it's for you. Mm. We we don't rest because we don't see it modeled anywhere. My mother was the yep. same. My, you know, our our ancestors weren't given the 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 privilege of being able to rest. But I tell you what, it stops with us. We yeah. need to thank you. The reason I do the reason I show up the way I do is because I want other women to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. Can I just make a point here? I think is yeah, also sure. really important is mm. that um society sees us in the same way that we are projecting ourselves that we don't rest and and also Mm. when it comes to our health that we are strong black women and I think it's so damaging that potentially again in the workplace you may present with um, an issue that you have or even to your doctor and it's not taken seriously um, versus Mm. someone else from a different you know race or ethnic background may come with present with the same thing and say the same problem and they will be treated with empathy and sympathy so I think it really is time that we take ownership of this and you know make ourselves realize that we we do need yes. to be softer on ourselves and there is a new mm. slogan called soft life um, although yeah. people yes. are interpreting it in different mm. ways but it's about taking ownership and deciding that your life is needs to be stress-free and you do whatever you yeah. need to do to make it stress-free and easy um, which yeah. other people do all the time but we just haven't done it but we just women. exactly yeah. i have a Lynn. question i have oh, a question Okay. So if it is that universally black women do not know how to rest, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's because our value is placed on being hard workers, right? Mm-hmm. And you often hear, like I, you all have heard me complain about this narrative of, oh, my mom was so strong. She worked, single mother worked three jobs. And that's when mm-hmm. you hear black women being championed in music and in films as, you know, she's always struggling, but she perseveres and she makes it through, Right. And you never see like black women just being frivolous and frolicking through fields of joy and whatever, right? <laughs> is it that our value is placed on struggling? So when you look at white women and say white women's value, they're just valuable because they're white. They can sit and be demure and their beauty is just based on the Eurocentricity so that black women feel that they have to work harder to prove their worth. Yes, I think it could be linked to slavery, though. Isn't that part of it? Like we were out in the fields working hard and the white women were in the house relaxing and... You yeah, know, she was just guests. Yeah. Yes. And she was her value was just her existence enough was her value. Mm-hmm. And that we had to continually prove the value of our existence. And that is also something, yes, it all often leads back to, you know, it's all down to colonialism and slavery. And Mm -hmm. also remember black women were working in the fields, having their children in the fields. Then also they were having to breed, you know, um, having to look after their men. Uh, So there's so much of that. that And having to look after the white babies too. Exactly, exactly. So that whole, you know, a strong black woman, I, I understand where it comes from, but yeah. it no, it does not serve us. And I am mm-hmm. I advocate for hashtag soft black woman. And that's yeah. a hashtag that I use regularly because I'm yeah. not here. I'm not here for stress. I'm not mm-hmm. here for, for I'm not here for anything that does not bring me joy in one way or another. And it doesn't mean that I don't have a stressful life. And it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I don't do things that I don't want to do. But I always come back to and I think I I I urge us all to do the same thing. Come back to how does this serve me? Yeah. How mm-hmm. does this serve me? Does this align with my values? 
Yeah. Is this no, part of my purpose? Is this yeah. going to move me forward? You know, and remembering that rest is also productive. So coming back to the beautiful tangent that we have gone into, but it is an integral part of caring for yourself on your menopause experience, in your experience, on your journey, which is rest and, you know, the soft life, gentle life and and really dismantling the hardworking black woman trope, right? For me, I have been pursuing and actively been pursuing rest. During COVID, I had a beautiful panel discussion, you know, based on um, the Nat Ministries manifesto of rest as resistance Mm -hmm. and rest is resistance. And it's something that during the heart of COVID, I really, I I nestled down into that and, and kind of unpacked, you know, where I felt like I was being valued and and only when I was doing. And even though- my body naturally resists that, but going against what my body was clearly telling me, this is not your life, Chantal. You are not a person who grinds and hustles and who wants to sleep when she's dead. Like I want to sleep now and then wake up. Thank you very much. And so, you know, if I can urge our listeners, if there's one thing that you do for yourself in this Gregorian calendar, 2023 new year is to actually Purchase Rest is Resistance by Tricia Hersey, who is the founder of the NAP Ministry. This is a book that has been written by us for us. And it really breaks down the Rest is Resistance manifesto and why we need to freaking rest and why we need to stop hustling harder. And why we need to grind 24-7. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. You've been told. You've been socialized from slavery, from the time we were enslaved people working for free on these people's plantations. That is being passed down in our DNA from generation to generation. And now we are becoming more aware. And so this is the time to break that shit. Okay. Mm. And like whether it was Atlin or Karen, I'm not sure who said it, but one of you said the best way for people to learn is by seeing, by seeing the action. So Fiona, Mm. you know, and you've spoken many times about your mom, right? Having to do all the time and being that, you know, hub of action. She's doing for society. She's doing for her children. She's doing for community. She's doing for this. She's doing for St. Lucia. She's doing, she's doing, she's doing. And you guys having to beg her to rest, Mm -hmm. right? Their words. Does she see her daughter Fiona resting? (laughs) Think about that. Uh, No. uh, Like like the meme. Uh, Next question. Uh, And and Homer Homer Simpson moving back into the bushes. <laughs> no, no, she's not. She doesn't. Okay, okay. That's all. That's that is literally Listen, the only question I, I have. I believe. Fiona. I believe. Yeah, this mm-hmm. topic we have so much. I wanted to touch on um relationships and the mm. men, but you know what? Mm. We don't have enough time. Mm. We don't have enough time. So I'm, I'm, I'm I think we need to kind of wrap up. Yeah, unfortunately. Man, this episode has been so good. 
It's been really good. Yeah. I, really I can listen to, to your it. talk all day, honestly. But you know what? We might have to, I think, I think next mm-hmm. season, we uh-huh. may have to pull in the menopause talk again. I think, I think so. Think next Relationships, season. I think, Shireen, is a really good one. And yes. how, yes. you know, your partner can have such a big impact on the yes. whole menopause yeah. experience. So definitely need to circle back on that one. We Let's will do be it. circling back on the Let's menopause talk next season. But for mm-hmm. now, we've got to wrap it up. So Karen, Atlin, Fiona, Chantal, just quickly, what has been bringing you joy? Okay, I'll go first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like my niece, my two-year-old niece. Everything for Naima is okay. <laughs> what is bringing me joy right now is that one of my most beloved friends from London. Okay, is wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> okay, I what? you're gonna upset somebody now. <laughs> I, 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 what? Oh, what? <laughs> okay. I'm ex. <laughs> I don't. It is to be in San Lucia. <laughs> I have not even spoken yet. So let me, let me, um, according to what's his name? The last one, Kanye West. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. The lost one. <laughs> Shoween, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but <laughs> I have to say that what's bringing me joy is the fact that my girl, I'm not going to call her name because she's very private. I was just about to call her name. But one of my most, but no, one of my most beloved friends from London is here with me in Nevis. And it is bringing me so much joy to share my island home with her. Um, we haven't actually done anything because I'm not well. <laughs> but having her here, just having her here in Nevis she's staying in my parents home it's just such a joy to have my girl here yes so that's what's bringing me joy right now Mm -hmm. Atlin quickly because I'm going to I'm I'm going to get vexed because I want that friend in Senusha but anywho (laughs) what's been bringing you joy Atlin um, okay, so uh, I mentioned it before, but walk, work, walk, work, it, work. I can't even speak now. Maybe it's the menopause brain fog. <laughs> the brain fog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, walking it towards my passion and doing the things that I love is bringing me joy, and also just um, being open. I'm in love right now, and that feels amazing. What I know, being able to actually say people? that. Being able to actually How say many that. people are coming on here Amazing. and saying they love? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, that's good. It's making me feel really happy right now. Oh, oh I love I that. Love, I love love. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, what's been bringing you joy? <laughs> oh, well, so much. As you know, I'm in Barbados. I'm in the sunshine. I'm staying with family. That's a beautiful thing. But I will say I'm here. I'm excited because I'm putting the touches, the final touches towards my first retreat. As I said, the joy retreat, Barbados. And as scared as I am, I'm excited to hold space for the black women who are going to, you know, land on these shores. And I will also add that if there's anyone who any black woman who's experiencing any phase of menopause and feels that they want to learn how to rest, that is one of the main 
things I'm excited to share with the people who come. So yeah, again, like Atlin, it's about moving towards my purpose and really um, feeling excited about sharing uh, my journey and therefore mm. helping others on their journey as well. Ah, but yeah, that. Wonderful. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Fiona, darling, what's been bringing you joy this week? Last night, I was lying down with Jariah and he's like, he calls me mother. He's very formal. Right? <laughs> Annoying. Because I'm like, you're calling so me much. mom or some mother. Anyway, he's like, mother, I need to show you this. So Doctor <laughs> Who is this thing now, right? But he, he likes watching the episodes, but he focuses on the music. So he knows, as you all know, all the names of the composers from whatever yes, era. that's my boy. Yes, yes, yes. And he was watching one of the live Doctor Who symphonies at, I think it was at the proms or something, right? So Albert Hall, something. And he's like, yo, he said, well, he didn't say yo, because you know, he's posh, right? <laughs> he would never. But, <laughs> yeah, he would never. But he said, he said, mother, I want to show you this. And he's like, from the brass section. Now, I did, mm-hmm. I haven't, I don't, I love music, but I, I don't know enough about music. So the fact he, he didn't say, oh, the horns or the trumpet. He says from the brass section. There are they've added three extra notes to this, and he named the piece of music from whatever episode of Doctor Who from whatever 19, whatever, whatever. And then he played it for me. And the way his face lit up and he moves to every note, and he heard those three notes that someone else would just never hear. Mm. And to see like him light up on just those three extra notes from the brass section of Doctor Who 1994 Symphony in uh, the proms or whatever. It's really making me understand my son and his, I think, future purpose mm, um, in music. Awesome. Because, yeah. and then, like, just before going to sleep, I'm like, yo, and like, when I was like lying down with him, like, half an hour later, I said, thank you for showing me those three notes. And then he started, he started to move, and I'm, I'm seeing him play the symphony in his head, and he started to move his hands like a conductor and whatever, whatever. And then he just lay down. And it, 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 gave me such a great insight into what I want to encourage my son to get into because there's nobody like him. There's no there's yeah. no 12 year old out here who's doing that. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love it that. Thank you for sharing God. that. That's beautiful. Oh, gorgeous. I love that child. He's so oh there's just nobody <laughs> like Diamond. It's just no yeah. there isn't there isn't Okay, so what's been bringing me joy this week? Ladies, y'all know how I always complain about my laptop. Always yes. complain, my laptop, my laptop right, this, my laptop right. that, my laptop Always crashing. So, always crashing. Okay, so over the season, the holiday season, I needed to top up my phone. Now down here, you buy bundles. So I bought, I used to buy my seven-day bundle. Over the season, I say, you know what, burn that. I buy a one-month bundle. And they had something from Digicel, pick and mix or some mm-hmm. some some promotion. I pick a box and I want a laptop. No, no. I want a brand no new laptop. Intel Core i3 bloody laptop from That's Digicel. So Digicel, big up on yourself. Yeah, man. Thanks <laughs> for the Christmas gift. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Yo, the universe provided. Hey, I'm telling you. And that's been bringing you. me so much joy. That because you know you have to borrow awesome. people's laptop. 
You have to borrow people laptops oh. to do your work. Yeah, so now I can skank, I can oh, do what I want, and I have my A. Did you sell tongues, tongues, tongues? Okay, did you sell? Big up, big up, big, big up, up, big up. Did you sell? That's a big deal, so you know. That's that's been bringing me so much joy, ladies. So much joy. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Wow. But. But yes, yes, ladies, what another amazing episode. And I'm so happy. Thank you so much. So, so much. What an incredible episode. This could be like a whole forum. Athlin, Karen, thank you so much for being here with us. I Pleasure. like, I feel so illuminated. But one of the things I am very scared of menopause because you only hear bad things. And just seeing that the progression, the discussions, mm-hmm. I just want to say thank you all, you know, and just mm-hmm. also understanding the stats and the things that so many women have been going through silently mm-hmm. and that, you know, that we're not going to do that anymore. And then we're going to put our foot down and actually make changes, you know, especially like for our daughters and our granddaughters yes. and so yes. on. Also yes. for yes. Our, and you know, as well as ourselves. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for doing this work. Thank you all for creating these discussions. Thank you all for putting your foot down in workplaces to make changes to policies. Thank you for creating communities where women can feel heard because we, we, we didn't feel heard. Like in, in the last time when you were talking about it, I never asked my mother a single thing about her, what she went through with menopause with five mm. children, you know, mm. and mm-hmm. you know, then you guys have created communities where women like my mom can actually feel heard. And I just want to yes. say thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. It's been it's been brilliant. It's it's lovely to have to have this conversation with you guys because you're so much fun and to learn. <laughs> or I'm 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 off to look at flag fashion any minute now. These conversations are the you know we're at the begin we're making history honestly and we 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 it's really important that we that people play this you know episode out loud so everybody can hear it mm. keep talking man keep talking and a pleasure to yeah, meet you we not stop yeah and you too karen it's been so nice talking today um i feel you know really at home so thank you guys it's been it's been fantastic yeah yes yeah so folks thank you mm-hmm. for listening to this amazing episode of the relatable podcast and just remember once again, that a shared journey brings, brings hope. hope. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.